Welcome to this episode of Sunday Reprise, where we bring the church to you and deliver nothing but the truth. Brought to you by Maranatha Family Church International Ministries in Davao City, Philippines. We hope this message will bless you. Let's go. What does the Bible say about how we should live our lives? Matthew 24 verse 44 says, So you also must, okay, must be ready because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect Him, okay? When you do not expect Him. When is He coming? When you do not expect Him. So no one knows when that would be, okay? Because it is the timing, the timing of His coming is going to be when? When you do not expect Him to come. Alright? So, what do we do? Matthew 24 verse 44 says, You also must be ready. So, I hope if you have somebody sitting next to you, you, you know, just tell that, that the friend of yours, okay, uh, tell that person, you must be ready, okay? You must be ready because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect Him. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 7 says, The end of all things is near. I will say that again. The end of all things is near. 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 Okay? Therefore, be alert and of sober mind so that you may pray. Colossians 1.10 says, So that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please Him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God. So that's it, friends. Uh, the, those uh, three, three scriptures that we read, Matthew 24, 44, 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 7, and Colossians 1, 10, says it all, okay? It says it all that, you know, the things that we need to be focused on, okay, so that uh, we'll be we, we may live a life worthy of the Lord or worthy of His return, okay? So you can read that yourself in your own Bible, in your own version. So today, in, uh, I mean, in this series, we will tackle important matters of the heart so you can truly, all of us can truly prepare and be ready for His return. So join us again today as we continue our study on how to live our lives in the light of His return. Okay, so last week, last week we, um, we discussed, uh, no, not last week, two weeks ago, we discussed number one, which is love God above all else. Now that is very important if you missed Point number one, I encourage you to watch it later or when you have the time because you need to complete this. That, that is the most important thing, you know, to be ready to prepare for the coming of the Lord. You need to establish the very first thing, which is loving the Lord with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Okay, so number one is that love God 
above all else. Don't you miss that? Because whatever you do, all your good works will be as good as nothing. If you want to be successful in pleasing the Lord, if you want to be successful in living a life of holiness, if you want to be successful in doing the will of the Lord, if you want to be successful in, in, in the things of God, okay, first, love the Lord. Because if you love the Lord, everything follows. Okay, you see how simple that is? So, you see, if you live a life of struggle in, uh, in pleasing the Lord, in, 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 you know, it's easy. You have to learn how to love God. If you're always tempted, if you're, you always yield to sin, if you always fall to temptations, if you always, you know, fall into carnality, you always do the things that destroys the temple of the Holy Spirit, you always drink, you, you take uh, illegal drugs, you, 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 you steal, uh, you know, you, you, you cheat, you, you know, if you do things that are not right and you feel like you're obliged to do it, you know, that means to say you need Jesus. You know, first, you must be born again, okay? And learn to love the Lord. Grow, walk with God. You know, learn to love the Lord. Once, you know, your, your relationship, your ongoing relationship with God is fully developed, your, I mean, that, that relationship will uh, end up, okay, will, will, will turn into intimacy. Okay, so you keep on fellowshipping with God because you love God. Where, where will that lead? It will lead to intimacy with God. So you might call it constant conscious fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Constant conscious fellowship with the Holy Spirit. It's like a daily fellowship with the Holy Spirit. But actually, you know, where does that thing lead? It will lead you to intimacy with God. Okay? So is that good? So number one, friends, is that what? Love the Lord your God with all your love God above all else. That's number one, but that was two weeks ago. Okay? So please don't forget. Go and watch the whole uh, preaching or sermon on point number one, love God above all else. Now for today. Okay? For today. That's a long introduction, uh, a review on point number one because it is so important, okay? That is, it is so important. So number two, be excellent at what is good, be innocent of evil. Now, guess what? There's a song by written by um, Bob Fitz, okay? Uh, be excellent at what is good, be innocent of evil. I think the title is Romans 16, 19 says. <laughs> okay, is that right? Romans 16 uh, by Bob Fitz. Okay, uh, okay, I'm not going to sing that because we're trying to avoid, you know, uh, being told that we, we have something in our stream that is... Uh, copyrighted or what so we we really don't know and we don't want to be blocked to 72 countries because we, I, we believe the message about the church should prepare for the coming of the lord is very important so we're trying to avoid singing today okay <laughs> all right so um where are we again 
Be excellent, number two. Be excellent at what is good. Be innocent of evil. That is, that is the scripture we will read. We will find in Romans chapter 16, verses 19 to 20. Let me read that to you. Everyone has heard about your obedience. So I rejoice because of you. But I want you to be wise about what is good and innocent about what is evil. Verse 20, The God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet or underneath your feet. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with you. You know, you see, uh, you can picture this uh, verse 20 uh, in the Garden of Eden, right? Um, in Genesis, where the Lord uh, judged uh, the serpent, okay? And um, anyway, uh, what does this mean? Okay, so this is somehow verse 20 is connected to uh, verse 19, of course, because um, it, it says everyone has heard about your obedience. Okay, so somehow there is there are things that should qualify. Okay, because uh, it, it it's somehow it is it, it is conditional. You know, when, when, if if somebody is uh, demonized, you know, and, and there are demons that possesses a person, and uh, the voice of that demonized person has changed into it sounded like many voices, and you know, I I know what I'm talking about. And you want to cast out the devil out of that person. And, and there were people who tried to cast out a, a demon-possessed person, but they failed because there are things in their lives, besides doubting, okay? But there are things in their lives that, that they need fixed, okay? Because demons will not just submit to you just because you use the name of the Lord, but if you're not worthy to use the name of the Lord because you're not following the Lord, you're not submitted to the Lord, your life is not in line to the Lord, <laughs> then the demons will just laugh at you and they, they're not going to submit to you because you are not submitted to God. So make sure that your life is submitted to God. So, you know, uh, you, you have the right to, to cast out Okay, to rebuke uh, the devil or demons out of a demon-possessed person. Okay, so you must understand that uh, verse 19 to 20 is like a summary that says, since you live a life of obedience. So I'm rephrasing verse 19 to 20, okay? Since you live a life of obedience to the Lord, and if you do what is right, okay, be excellent of what is good. If you do what is right, if you want to be wise about what is good, okay, that's what NIV says, and says, and stay away from evil or and innocent about what is evil, okay, or stay away from evil, you can live in victory over Satan. Okay, you can live in victory over Satan or in verse 20 it says, the God of peace will soon crush Satan underneath your feet. Meaning to say, Satan cannot be above you, but you are above the devil. Okay, you have authority. That means to say you have authority over the works 
of darkness. Alright? So, but if you try to think about it uh, as human beings and we're not, I mean, the, the enemy, the devil, uh, evil spirits, unclean spirits, you cannot see them with your uh, bare eyes, with your physical eyes. And, and these creatures, fallen, fallen angels, uh, they have power, of course, they, they, because they, they are invisible, right? But, and, and us, we have no power over Satan by ourselves, okay? But God has all authority over the devil. Remember, he is the creator, he speaks life, he, he can do all things, okay? So, and besides that, but besides that God has, is all-powerful, okay, the Lord will fight for us, okay? The, the power behind us is actually the Lord. It's not us. The, the, that's my point. The, 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 my point is that we have no power by ourselves, okay? The power behind us that is working in us and through us is the Lord Himself. So it's not us, but it's the Holy Spirit in us and through us. And so the Lord has given us authority over the devil in Jesus' name, okay? But for that authority to function, for that authority to work, there are steps we need to consider, okay? First, you must be fully submitted to God or you, in simple terms, you must be born again, okay? If you know my life testimony, uh, you know, well, it's a long story to tell, but I know what I'm talking about, okay? Uh, the moment I got born again, uh, a lot of demons, uh, a lot of those evil spirits have attacked me so many nights, okay? Uh, and, and my father, my mother, my family, my cousins were witness to that. But the thing is this, when I learned that I have authority, that in the name of Jesus that I can, I can use the name of Jesus to cast them away. They left and never returned, okay? Never attacked me, never tortured me again. So if you want to know my testimony, please look for it. It's, it's somewhere online. <laughs> I don't know what link to give you. But anyway, it's been featured in uh, television for three years consecutive uh, in 700 club but anyway never mind that john it's okay um uh where are we where are we yeah roman 16 okay so first uh for us to be able to use the name of jesus so that it will uh work Okay, I mean, uh, the, the authority, the power behind the name of Jesus will work for us. First, we need to be submitted, fully submitted, completely submitted to God, or we must be born again, or you must come under the Lordship of Christ. Uh, our lives must be completely submitted to God or come under His protection by living in a, in a holy manner. Or you must be saved to, to make it to make the long story short okay second resist the devil okay after being saved after being fully you know after committing your life to the Lord after after you know you fully submitted everything 
your your I mean your entire life to God. Next, resist the devil. And then third thing that will happen is that the devil will flee. Okay, you see the process. Uh, we must place ourselves in the hands of the Lord first. Okay, your life in the hands of the Lord first. Then you can rebuke the devil. Then the devil will what? Flee. Because he has no authority over us. Why? Ha! Why the devil has no authority over us? Because in the first place, you have submitted, we have submitted ourselves in the hands of the Lord. So, who is the power behind us? It's the Lord. Okay? It is the Lord. Now, is that in the Bible? Of course. <laughs> James 4, 7. Let's read that. James 4, 7 says, Submit yourselves then to God okay resist the devil and he will flee from you okay now if you're looking for a reference that is the reference why we said or why we told you that we must place ourselves in the hands of the Lord first okay make sure that Jesus is Lord over your life and then we can rebuke the devil and the devil will flee and the devil will just leave us alone. Okay? So you have peace. You will have shalom in your life. You know, it is already a stressful life under the beginning of birth pains. You know, the pandemic, the wars in Ukraine, the inflation, the, the, the market, the prices are shooting up. You know, uh, fertilizers are going I mean you know what it's a stressful season <laughs> you don't need to be stressed you know to add stress to your life by by just allowing the devil you know give you more trouble you know so point friends is that uh, can somebody gee can somebody control the the Lola is there? Okay, sorry, sorry guys. So I mean <laughs> um okay um alright, alright. Uh, alright. So now another thing we need to consider besides be, uh, besides submitting ourselves to the Lord completely in the hands of the Lord, um uh or and, and even before resisting the devil, we need to consider another thing. It is what we call forgive your offenders. We need to forgive our offenders. Okay, 2 Corinthians 2. Now, this is very important, friends. That's why we told you our series is about living a life worthy of His return. We want to prepare everyone, every believer. Okay, you know, if there are issues in our hearts that we need to deal with, deal with it. Now, as soon as possible, okay? So, another thing we need to consider so that the devil will stop giving us headaches, you know, or, or the devil will have, you know, no right, will not have any hold of us, okay? Um, we need to forgive our offenders. Second Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10 to verse 11 says, Anyone you forgive... I also forgive. And what I have forgiven, 
If there was anything to forgive, I have forgiven in the sight of Christ for your sake. In order that Satan might not outwit us, for we are not unaware of his schemes. Again, anyone you forgive, I also forgive. I think uh, this is Paul telling the church, okay, because, you know, he wants them to forgive others. And what I have forgiven, if there is anything to forgive, so this is, this is Paul, okay? If Paul forgives a person, he said, if there was anything to forgive, if there's something that needs to be forgiven, I have forgiven in the sight of Christ for your sake. So it's like, you know, remove or erase all the, the, the debt of your brethren okay in order that satan might not outwit us okay he will so that the devil will not take advantage of us okay for we are not unaware so this is part of the devil's scheme he wants christians to fight one another the devil wanted to divide the church. That's why he will make issues here. He will, you know, and then somebody will react from on this side and he's going to speak again. He's going to retaliate. He's going to, you know, get even. And so the, the, there's going to be an exchange of, 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 of sharp words. And so the misunderstanding becomes... Uh, it's going to explode into something that will cause division. So this this is something this is God's and this is not this is not God's rule. This is the devil's strategy, you know, so that we cannot function properly in, in the in the kingdom of God. Uh so so the devil can uh, hinder the work, the momentum of God's people in in uh, in preaching the gospel he will cause a lot of conflicts so we need to be aware that when somebody is upset and 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 is uh, is got a lot of struggle and and is causing trouble we need to act maturely okay okay even if the person does not ask for forgiveness you have to learn how to forgive even if the person doesn't ask you forgiveness forgiveness why even if the person does not apologize forgive why because god commands us to forgive all right god commands us to forgive because if we do not forgive oh the devil can take advantage that is the point so you need to submit yourself to god completely to god then you can resist the devil but wait before you submit yourself completely to God. Make sure that the people you need to forgive, you have forgiven. Okay? So when facing the devil, okay, when you want to do a tag of war, no, not a tag of war, uh, when you want to confront the enemy and do a spiritual warfare, okay, uh, you need to understand this. Forgive. You must forgive. Okay? Because that is what it meant by submit yourselves to God. Let us submit ourselves to God. 
Huh? Really? Yeah, because God says God commands us to forgive, so our sins will be forgiven also. If we don't forgive, our sins will not be forgiven. So why would the devil obey us? Why would the devil obey our commands if we don't forgive? Okay, so maybe you're watching right now. This is no coincidence. The point is this. God is dealing with your heart. So don't change channel. Because the truth is, God wants to set you free from the struggle, from the stress that is caused by unforgivingness. Unforgivingness is a, is a big uh, disease in, in the body of Christ that you know, needs to be uh, addressed. Okay? It needs um, uh, rest, healing. Okay, so um, by God's grace, that will be healed. Okay, so because if we don't forgive, King James uh, Version, verse 11 says, Lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. So unforgivingness is one of the devil's uh, devices or strategy or weaponry. Okay, besides fear. The devil uses unforgivingness. He wanted people not to forgive. Okay? God wants you to forgive, but the devil doesn't want you to forgive. So, my question is this. Who will you obey? The devil or God? I know. I know maybe you have been so hurt so many times already and, and it's hard for you to forgive right now. Maybe not as of this moment. Maybe as of this time you cannot. It's, it's hard for you. But at least you try. At least you mention, say, God, right now I choose to forgive. Not by my might. Help me. Grant me your grace, Lord, to forgive my offender right now. You can do that, friend. You can do that. You can do that. So let me give you an opportunity. Maybe today there is someone in your life that, you know, have caused you, have offended you so much, so hard, so much that, you know, it has bothered your your re your sleep, your, your time. It has, you know, it has robbed you of your joy. <laughs> Why not? Close your eyes for a moment. And lay it down at the altar. By faith say, Father in heaven, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Today, the following people have offended me. You can mention the names of those who have offended you and say, Lord, today, I choose to forgive so and so. Mention the names. This is for your sake, friends. Mention the name. Say, Lord, I forgive so-and-so. I forgive this person. I forgive my neighbor. I forgive my classmates. My, I forgive my office mate. I forgive my boss. I forgive my subordinates in, at work. I forgive my church mates. I forgive, you know, the people behind all the, you know, whatever. Lord, I choose to forgive them. It's hard for me to forgive them but i choose to forgive them today in jesus name i give them to you lord amen friends friends um, if you prayed that prayer from your heart good 
Because the Lord will give you the strength to carry on, to move on. Okay? It may be hard for you if you remember what they did to you. Might trigger something and might cause you pain again. But listen, the important thing is you did the first step. You did the first step, which is to forgive them. The decision to forgive. Even if you don't feel like you have forgiven them because you still feel the pain. But the point that you mentioned uh, in prayer, you know, you, 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 you forgave them in prayer to God. You have forgiven them with or without the pain. Okay? So the thing is that you release them, you release yourself. Okay? And you will begin to heal. That's the point. You will begin to heal. If, if you will not forgive, you will not be healed, friends. So, friends, you have to understand, we have to clear ourselves from all the stumbling blocks before Jesus returns. And one of which is making sure your life is submitted to God. Next is that you submit to His will. What is His will? That we forgive our offenders. Okay, that is in the Bible. Now, uh, another scripture. There is another thing that we need to consider before resisting the devil to stay away from our families. And what is that? Let go of anger from your heart. Let me say that again. Let go of anger from your heart. Okay? Ephesians 4, 26 to 28. I know this is not just anger, but it's about stealing, you know, things like that. But anyway, let's read that. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you're still angry. Verse 27. And do not give the devil a foothold. Anyone who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work doing something useful with their own hands that they may have something to share with those in need. That's why in church we're teaching people how to do urban gardening, especially those who just lost their job and cannot find one until today because of what's going on around the world. And so, friends, um, it says... Uh, everyone, okay, eh, we must work, okay, something like that. Doing something useful with our own hands that we may have something to share with those in need. Meaning to say, we were called to feed the hungry, <laughs> those who are in need. Now, again, do not give the devil a foothold. So, anger, you know. Uh, you know, uh, anger is another thing that the devil can use, you know, um, that if we fall into that trap, well, he will take advantage of us, okay? So because the devil will have a what? Foothold or a ground to cause more trouble in our lives. Once we don't forgive, and once we live in anger. 
So, friends, what causes anger issues? You know, many factors. You know, in counseling, there's so many reasons about, you know, people getting angry, you know, because, you know, what they wanted did not happen, their expectation failed, or some are uh, brokenhearted, some are... Uh, betrayed okay some were cheated on some were judged some were criticized some were uh, what ridiculed. ridiculed or rejected abandoned uh, some were um, abused what ignored, ignored not heard uh, disrespected re, you know I already mentioned rejection uh, what else um, they were neglected taken advantage of they were scammed <laughs> so there, there, there's so many reasons for people to get angry okay so I cannot we cannot discuss each one of them because in counseling class the every Every emotional issue, okay, let's say rejection, is a long talk. It's a long discussion to, to talk about. So, th th there's, but the point is there, th there's so many reasons why people get angry, right? Uh, but we must learn how to control ourselves, our composure, you know, and start to learn how to deal with anger learn how to forgive right you know uh, why why do we have to deal with anger let me tell you james 119 please james chapter 1 verse 19 to 20 says my dear brothers and sisters take note of this everyone should be quick to listen slow to speak and slow to become angry okay so meaning to say is you know uh, is anger a sin no and yes and no okay because the, there is what we call a holy anger you know jesus remembered uh, when they made the place uh, in the worship area in in jerusalem for gentiles that that area they made it a market place uh, and Jesus, you know, said that this house uh, uh, will be called a house of prayer, okay? Um, that's a holy anger right there because th that is not supposed to be a market area, okay? Uh, anyway, so, so the thing is, uh, for example, another example is if you are angry towards sin, not towards the sinner, but towards sin, that's a holy anger. So, being angry is not really bad as long as you're angry with with something that that is evil okay you're angry about the devil then you have the right to be angry <laughs> you're angry about the works of the devil then that's good but if you're not angry with sin that's something is wrong okay because uh by nature being a slave to righteousness in the Lord Jesus Christ, you should be angry with wickedness, with ungodliness. It's normal for Christians to be angry at evil. Okay? 
We don't like. We hate evil. That's the norms because the Holy Spirit lives in us. So, my dear friends, you must understand that what we are talking about here is being angry about our brethren, okay? Which is the thing that we need to deal, learn how to handle, learn how to resolve conflicts. Uh, that's why it says, James 1.19, My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry because, verse 20, because, because, because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Okay? Human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. So that uh, feeling, you know, uh, is, is, is something that God doesn't, doesn't want you to, to keep. <laughs> okay? He wants you to be happy. That's what the Bible says. Rejoice in the Lord always and again and say rejoice. So, you see, if you live in anger, maybe you have an anger issue. You, you get angry so easily with so, with, you know, with, about little things. You know what you need to do? You lack worship. If you stay long enough in the presence of God, if you keep on loving God, you will not be angry all the time. But a person who lacks the presence of God will always be angry. Right? When, when things are chaotic and, 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 and messy and, and in life and, and, and your brain is also, you know, defragmented or what, <laughs> you get angry at, at anything, almost anything. Even the people who are not involved, who are, you, who, you know, you get angry at all of them in traffic. And, but if you're always, if you linger in the presence of God, loving God, honoring God, worshiping God, appreciating God with everything that He does for you, with the creation, with the joy with, of salvation, you know what? When you come out of your worship from the worship room and prayer room, you will come out smiling. Why? Because you're happy. Not angry, but happy. Okay? That's the secret, friends. Worship the Lord. You will overcome anger. You will overcome anger in the presence of God. In Oh, and I don't want to sing. Uh, there's a song from <laughs> Sandy Patti that says, In your presence, what's that? In your presence there is, yes, there is peace. In your presence there is comfort. In your presence there is peace. Anyway, again, we're trying to avoid singing so that uh, we will not be blocked. We will not be told that we... Uh, there's a copyrighted thing again. So, yes. It says, when we seek to know your heart, we will find such blessed assurance in your holy presence, Lord. So, you see, in the presence of God, you will find peace, shalom. You will find comfort. You will find what you needed. So, you, will, you don't need to be bound, to be in bondage, to be enslaved by the spirit of anger. Okay, so going back, okay, anger and what? 
unforgivingness. So let's say the, the, the person has caused you so much damage, so much pain, and has caused you to be so angry about anything. <laughs> and what do you do? The Bible says, weeping may last for a night, joy comes in the morning. That's in the book of Psalms. Maybe you can cry, lift it to the Lord, give it to the Lord, you know. Um, what does it say? Lift your burdens to the Lord. For, uh, cast all your cares to the Lord, for He cares for you. You know, cry. Cry to the Lord. You know, even if you're... It, it doesn't take away your manhood if you cry in prayer unto the Lord. It just shows that you are strong emotionally when you know how to express uh, the, such feeling of, Lord, help me. Lord, uh, I lift to you this feeling, this, this ill feeling of so-and-so from this person and, and I, I choose to forgive this person. Help me. Remove this feeling, Lord, of and this pain, and and I release forgiveness. So, friends, I don't care how loud you cry when you try to release a person who have offended you. When you try to forgive, I mean, when you try to forgive a person who have offended you, just do it. Prepare. For you don't know when Jesus is coming. Okay, so uh, to close, to close, um, where are we? Okay, uh, we have last scripture to read. Philippians 2, 12. Philippians chapter 2, verse 12 to verse 16. It says, Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, again, the word obedience, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. This does not mean uh, you can earn salvation by words. That is not the point of that. But because you are saved, continue to act like it, that you're saved. Because as a person who is being saved, uh, good works is comes by default. Okay, it follows. Uh, you can read that in Ephesians chapter two, that uh, you know the Lord has already designed us, or in, you know part of His will is for us to do good works. Okay, in Him. So, um, so that is a bonus. Doing good is a bonus. So. Continue to serve the Lord, something like that. Okay, verse 13 says, For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill His good purpose. Okay, to will and to act. So that, that's the, the paradox of human free will versus God's uh, foreknowledge and or God's uh, I mean predestination so there is a debate on that but that is not uh, the topic right now because we know that it is all in the Bible you know you, free will 
God's sovereignty, you know, the the issue of God's foreknowledge, things like that. They 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 all come into play, but only God can really explain it. But for us, we take the balance, right? The full counsel of God. Why? Because as long as it is written in the Bible, take it, okay? Believe it. So that's the that's the summary of it. So, but the thing is this: we we understand that uh, it is God that works worketh in uh, works in us, su- suggesting that God is really uh, at work. Okay, is working inside each person and enabling each and every one of us or each individual to will and to do what pleases God. Meaning to say, it is through the Holy Spirit who lives in us that He inspires us, that He motivates us, uh, even uh, through the through the Scripture, through through the the Holy Spirit, He moves us. Uh, remember last week I read to you, in Him we live and move and have our being. Okay, that's in the book of Acts. Uh, today we read again. Um, what's that again? Uh, it is God who works in you to will and to act according, in order to fulfill His good purpose. So flow with the Holy Spirit. That's the point. Verse 14, do everything without grumbling and arguing. Okay? So that there's nothing to forgive anymore. Because... <laughs> You try to avoid uh, conflict by not, you know, arguing, by not murmuring, okay? So do everything without, verse 14, without grumbling and arguing. Verse 15, so that you may become blameless and pure, children of God without fault, okay? Without what? Without fault. In a warp and crooked generation then you will shine among them like stars in the sky as you hold firmly to the word of life and then listen to the apostle (laughs) and then i will be able to boast on the what on the day of christ wow that's it on the day of christ that i did not run or labor in vain so this is a bonus. This is a joy for every pastor, for every servant of God, for every leader in the church who have led people to Christ, who have made disciples for Jesus, those who have labored in the kingdom of God, in the vineyard of God. You know, they will all be happy in the, on that day when Jesus comes, okay? If we are ready, it says here, so that you may become blameless and pure children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation. Wow. <laughs> if you live like that, then you are living a life worthy of His return. Amen? So this is the joy of uh, ministers, of pastors, of evangelists, of, of you know the fivefold ministry gifts, of the of disciple makers, of Christians, of those who have served in leadership. This is our joy that if believers, if disciples, if they live what 
a blameless and pure life without fault in a warp and crooked generation. That's verse 15. That's verse 15. I'm just reiterating it. Okay, if you live like that, wow, we will then... The, Paul said, and I will be able to boast on the day of Christ that I did not run or labor in vain. Meaning to say, it's good. Uh, it's a, a job well done. <laughs> you know, what we saw, we will see, we will reap a harvest from what we have sown in our ministry. Friends, I hope that, you know, you being a believer or a new believer will be able to grasp this revelation of how important it is for us to cooperate with the Holy Spirit so that we can live a holy life. In, you can live a life in a holy manner and that we can resist the devil and the devil will flee because he has no power over us. Therefore, he is underneath our feet. God will cause the devil, he will crush the, the devil underneath our feet. Means say he's going to uh, cause the devil to be under our authority in him. Not our authority, but it is God through us. It is the God using us. Okay, so my point here, friends, is that we have to deal with every spirit of unforgivingness and anger okay just like what we discussed a while ago you need to learn how to deal with this now if you cannot really if you, you find it so hard oh pastor I, I i wept the whole night and cried but still i have it then the second night you know you have another night have an overnight crying before the lord okay two nights is if two nights not enough well, and another one, and add another night. So that's three nights in the row, okay? Just cry out to the Lord. Say, Lord, help me. I want to forgive this person, okay? So deal with unforgivingness. Deal with anger issues. But first, you forgive. Because if you don't forgive, that anger will not go away, okay? For that anger to go away, first things first. Forgive, forgive, forgive. Okay, again, friends, be ready because Jesus is sure to come. He is surely coming soon and we must be ready. Why do we have to prepare and uh, be ready? Be ready because he who is coming is now ready. Prepare because the one who is coming is already is well prepared <laughs> okay so love to all thank you for joining us today and we hope that uh, we'll see you again next week as we continue uh, in dealing with heart issues and why do we do that because we believe that uh, the, the church need to prepare for the coming of the Lord that is why we're doing this series on living a life worthy of his return okay let's pray lord thank you for your anointing for speaking to our hearts and to everyone who is out there who just watched this episode 
part two of the series on live a life worthy of your return i pray lord that uh, they will not forget remind them of this message and that they will grow and bear fruit and uh, lord grant them the strength the grace that they need to forgive their offenders their debtors um, and also lord that they would learn how to handle um, anger issues lord or the the things that triggers anger um, I pray, Lord God, that they will be aware of those triggers so that they will know what to do and that you grant them resolution. Um, so thank you, Jesus, for ministering to us today. Thank you for the time and for your anointing. And now the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord makes His face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up the light of His countenance upon you and give you His peace, both now and forevermore. And all of God's people say, Amen and Amen. So friends, uh, continue to walk with God, draw after God. And if you have questions, just send us a message. And again, uh, unforgiveness uh, and um, anger uh, are things that you need to learn how to manage how to control but I tell you it's not by might nor by human power but by the Spirit of the Lord it's more on cooperating with the Holy Spirit okay so what you need to do is to you know develop your relationship with God the Holy Spirit by fellowshipping with God the Holy Spirit and again Point number one, love God above all else. If you keep on fellowshipping with God, you what th that road will lead you to intimacy. Intimacy. So that is the point. Okay? So, again, uh, thank you for joining us today. We hope to see you again next week as we continue our series on live a life worthy of His Jesus is surely coming soon. And when is he coming? He is he will come <laughs> on the day when we do not expect it. Ex when we do not expect him to come. Who said that? He said it himself. <laughs> the Lord Yeshua, the Lord Jesus Christ himself said that you must be ready because he will come on a day at an hour when we do not expect him. That's Matthew 2444. So God bless you everyone. See you again next week. Okay, so God bless. Bye. That's it for today's episode. Thank you for joining us. Keep in touch with us via Facebook by going to facebook.com slash mfcdvo or search for Maranatha Family Church Davao on Facebook where we also stream our church services. Again, that's facebook.com slash mfcdvo. God bless.